This is the Epilog Audio Experience. Quick disclaimer for a podcast, the SOS show, points discussed in this podcast should not be relied upon as conclusive medical advice in any case. The host shall not be a substitute for proper medical professional. You must seek professional help in case of any requirement. Thank you. Hi guys, welcome to the 102nd episode of our podcast, the SOS show with me, Suchita. And today we have a guest who is sharing her lived experiences of mental illness. For 19 years, she's been fighting and thriving. She's an inspiration. She passed with flying colors from IIM Ahmedabad and she shares her life with us, Mona Lisa Gupta. She's a product manager. She writes about mental health to create awareness and empathy. You can find her on LinkedIn. Hi Mona, welcome to our podcast, the SOS show and thank you for joining in and thank you uh, for uh, sharing your story with us. I think it's going to benefit so many listeners who are going through the same phase of uh, fighting uh, a mental illness or being uh, not fully in their mental health. So thank you. Uh thanks Chetan uh my pleasure I read your post and it really touched my heart and you've mentioned in the post that in 2003 you were diagnosed with bipolar and in 2018 you were diagnosed with schizophrenia but you have also mentioned yeah. that you have been continuously fighting you continued your studies and you were selected in iim and you passed with 99% of marks which is like wow so just for our listeners we are going to focus on your career and how you fought these two mental health issues what happened in 2003 when you got diagnosed and that time you were still studying and your parents did not know what you were fighting I was under a stress due to a personal relationship and I was not able to take that stress and I that was a relapse situation and I lost touch with reality and there was delirium and I was acting weirdly and out of, of how normal people would act and then my college uh, friends hmm. called my parents he took me to the hospital and then it was diagnosed as hmm. bipolar disorder i think it was a mix of psychotic bipolar disorder hmm. and schizophrenia so uh, it was same but the diagnosis was bipolar disorder then and in 2018 hmm. it was schizophrenia so 2003 the diagnosis so, yeah. was bipolar what were your emotions around that time why did they diagnose with a bipolar uh, my emotions were like i was not accepting the situation i did not know what happened to me and uh, i was totally taken aghast kind of a situation where i was not accepting that i have a situation and in 15 days i had gained around mm. 30 40 kgs all my features were lost and i looked very bad and ugly and I did not like I I don't have a lot of peach pictures mm. from that time because I did not like getting clicked mm. at that point of time. 
so i became irritable i became depressed depression lasted for uh, i think 3 4 years hmm. after after 2003 right it was there uh, for 4 5 so years so you said yeah. you gained 30 to 40 kgs in 15 days so was that because of medication yeah they gave me i think steroid based hmm. medicine so uh, uh, i just gained weight so was that diagnosis correct uh, we consulted two three psychiatrists we did not settle hmm. for that psychiatrist because he he just written off my hmm. career and my studies so we were thinking of consulting a psychiatrist who is more empathetic and can uh, take care hmm. of studies and all of that so then diagnosis was correct but the support that we got from the next doctor it was better that i was able to resume studies and mm. i was able to study further and i also went for exchange in my mba so i was staying alone in us mm. and i was studying there that was only for 3 4 months but i that is one thing that i tried but i can't live alone in us mm. for a long mm. duration So that is the reason why I did mm-hmm. not move abroad. Tell me something, Mona. You said that uh, the doctor that you met for the second time, you went. He was more empathetic with you. The third time, he was third more time. empathetic with you as yeah. a patient. Yeah. And uh, your parents. I think you are addressing yeah. we as your family, your parents. Uh, in the year two thousand and three. Yeah. Did your parents understand what you were going through? yes and no it was uh, i did not share they just uh, see the hmm. outside symptoms and uh, i mean was there a, was uh, there a literary knowledge somehow, of bipolar at that time 2003 yeah it was there on internet i used to do a lot of web search in 2006 hmm. and 2007 not in hmm. 2003 it was there uh, but the doctor was confident that he would make me stable and uh, the only condition was that you should stay with family and not move far hmm. apart but your parents so, yeah. your father your mother did they understand what it was yeah they were outwards symptoms i would imagine that people are trying to harm me that i would hear negative voices hmm. um so uh, they understood that somehow i started thinking very negatively mm. about people so that's what they understood with bipolar and they saw all the outward symptoms i would uh, i would talk mm. about different things um i mm. would be very violent and mm. um and uh, i would not want to mm. talk to people uh i was just hearing voices and the voices were misleading me and there was nobody to be whom mm. i can see so i was getting depressed again and again that what are these voices and where is that person who is talking so mm. uh i yeah. did on the episodes um, earlier muna it was about uh schizophrenia hearing voices and uh one of the my guess he said that 
there are no voices and there's nothing like schizophrenia and it's a man-made mental illness oh you are fully functional and you've done phenomenally well in terms of your studies and right now in, your, in terms of your career i also feel that schizophrenia mm-hmm. is man-made uh, it is more of a so we are a more of mm-hmm. a evolved soul and maybe we can communicate mm-hmm. with the higher self and mm-hmm. the entities attack us so um that's one of the take at i would mm. do at it like so when your vibration is high negative mm. forces try to attack you so you mm. start hearing voices do you still believe that uh yes and no i, I don't have mm. a proof for everything but i have worked on thinking more positively and uh, i i have worked mm. on affirmations i have worked on mm. mantra mm. chanting and also mm. so and that has helped mm. me right you also mentioned mona that you changed the doctor and it was the third doctor whom you found more empathetic who understood your problems just for our listeners would you be able to remember or recall what were the qualities of the doctor that you made you connect with the doctor so he was very friendly and um, it was i i was talking to my own grandfather kind of a feeling <laughs> that i used to mm. get when i used to talk to mm. him so so uh, uh, so yeah he'll talk about yoga he'll talk mm. about meditation uh, he'll ask me what mm. exercise i am doing and uh, then when i was going for an exchange he uh, told mm. best of luck to me so he was very supportive and he was very happy that i mm. i went through ima and he was of the opinion that i should study at im lucknow i said i don't want to study <laughs> at im lucknow i want to go to im amdabad nice <laughs> so my my family was very scared that i won't be able to mm. study in im amdabad because it is very rigorous and uh, there were times when i would feel a lot of stress and i would feel especially with mm. economics etc i am mm. an engineering student and with economics i don't get mm. a hang of economics so um, so i used to feel very scared when there mm. was economics paper and i used to call home that i'm coming back but i won't go home and i'll give the paper and i'll pass and then i'll tell my parents mm-hmm. that i'm not coming back so that mm-hmm. went on tell me about what were you studying at i am so i was studying mm-hmm. general management and i had subjects and in marketing 2011 2013 and that time when you were preparing for your exams you were sitting for your cat everything how was how was your how did you feel in terms of your mental health around that time so i had mm. become stable i had had a relapse in start mm. of 2009 because doctor mm. stopped the medicine and uh, mm. there was a relapse so i took me 6 months to a year to recover mm. and then i started studying so i was a little sad mm. i would say a little depressed that and I, because future is very uncertain yeah. while preparing yeah. for cat right you will not get to a good college and um so mm. i just gave it my best and uh, mm. uh, it just happened but while you were preparing for it 
did you go through the turmoil of extreme emotions did you go through the turmoil of hearing voices uh no yes yeah. and no i don't remember i don't hear voices hmm. uh, so much when i'm okay. on medicines hmm. i can lead a very normal life i hmm. uh, i and i have been paying attention hmm. to what i eat um and i've hmm. been doing a lot of yoga not mm. been able to lose weight because medicine side effect is so much that it's not and maybe it's a mental block that i won't be able to lose weight which i stuck on mm. so i'm working on it so um but i eat healthy i exercise uh and mm. i walk a lot and uh at that time i was able mm. to lose weight yes so because the medicines were stopped so i was 63 mm. kgs then and uh, i uh i was i thought mm. life was normal and i thought schizophrenia mm. is not coming back or mm. bipolar is not mm. coming back so you were functioning fully and you were functioning normally and you were uh absolutely fine you were taking your uh, limited medications around that time and it was fine yeah and uh so my doctor say that seeing me or talking to me doesn't feel yeah. that i have a condition because i am i'm extremely yeah. under control yeah that's that's brilliant so tell me for our listeners mona that you have built your career and uh, right now after say you but you also mentioned in your post that 19 years of mental health uh issue is what you have been fighting for uh how do you feel now when somebody who is in the same space battling bipolar or schizophrenia is what do you think in terms of the career moves that they should do i think um, so my doctor current mm. doctor in hyderabad so we changed location so i was based out of mm. lucknow for a long time when due to work i changed location and now i'm in hyderabad and my doctor is here and he's a very mm. uh, known psychiatrist and uh, i've been talking to him since last 7 years i have taken second consultations as mm. well but i have stuck on so he advises not me not to mm-hmm. be very ambitious so uh now sitting here i just don't know how i am amdabad happened mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. how i was able to manage it uh and that was pure sh- i think that was mm. more of luck as well and because in medical history also bipolar disorder patients and schizophrenia patients are not supposed to be so mm. highly functional then there is another uh, uh, aspect to it that uh, madness borders on brilliance and genius of mind so maybe uh, mad people are, are, are so every genius have have a mad stint and if you look at uh, internet you'll find people with yeah. schizophrenia and bipolar yeah. and they have performed 
really well yeah. in the history so i took a lot of inspiration from that that if tesla could do it and if einstein could do yeah, it and i can true. also do it that's true we are we still do not fully understand what is a schizophrenia and what is a bipolar so we do not know exactly these are the definitions that so far the research has unfolded to us but we still do not know we do not know what it is it could be some it could be another dimension of existence we are still trying to figure out yeah it's maybe i think it's uh, existence in the hmm. fifth dimension hmm. so hmm. yeah tell me when uh you were going for your job interviews or the people that you worked with uh, did they question you about your medical history did you mention it to them about your medications um i tried to avoid the conversation yeah. as long as possible but i have mm. a lot of jumps like i have changed mm. jobs every year so and in in india people want mm. people with stable careers and i don't mm-hmm. have stable careers because uh, so i have shared the reason that due to me- health issues first of all i'll just say that due to health issues i uh, i had to change jobs hmm. or i had to take a break uh and the point is the the places that i worked were very fast paced high velocity places so i used to get hmm. burnout very soon like after 10 11 months and then i just can't sustain it and then i'll just resign on my own mm. that i can't sustain it and then i'll decide mm. to go back to job so it it mm. was a vicious circle but i was able to mm. crack the interviews so mm. i was able mm. to work do you advise people who are listening to the podcast uh, uh do you do you advise them that they should openly talk to their employers about it I think it's high time we start openly mm. talking about it uh, because uh, but uh, at the same time uh, the I a lot of people reached out to me so they have mentioned in their profile about bipolar mm. poetry and everything um but i think that uh, for an employer they would want to value your work experience and they would want you to value the skill set that you are mm. bringing to the company right and on a professional platform this is what yeah. an employer would look at if you are a, if you have mental health issues you can ask for accommodations and you should ask for accommodations like whenever i fill the job application forms i always tick that i have a disability and i have a hmm. history of disability uh i just do it because i i just hmm. can't lie so much it's not that i'm i'm trying to take an advantage it's just that i'm disclosing mm. the condition and there if there is a talk around it i try to talk mm. positively about it that i mm. overcame the condition so the thing is that if it's a cancer survivor mm. then it is respected and if it's a mental illness survivor yeah, it is not respected point. yeah so so it's a cancer survivor it is respected and a mental illness survivor is not mm. respected why so because 
a mental illness survivor also went through a condition yeah. and they survived yeah. through it right that's a very important point mona you just mentioned that if it's a cancer survivor the society respects it but for the mental uh, illness survivor society doesn't respect it because we do not fully understand uh, what is uh, a bipolar risk we are still trying to uh dissect the society doesn't know what is a schizophrenia in fact people who are researching also do not know what is a schizophrenia you know so i think that could possibly be the reason but also the insurance sector does not know what is schizophrenia so i'm going to ask you two questions here and uh one of them is that have you tried to get your insurance in terms of uh, have you been what has been the response so far so i so i have been denied insurance yeah, the insurance sector cannot de- deny it because again according to the new rules according to the mental health care act 2017 which was passed even now again they have brought the insurance thing back into the uh, topic of discussion they cannot deny you an insurance so what are your thoughts on the hmm. yeah i know about yeah so i think that uh and i reposted hmm. it on my timeline as well that insurance is hmm. high time for hmm. mental illness patients and my thought is that they yes hmm. there should be insurance there should be support uh and hmm. it is much Correct. needed are you working right now mona um i am hmm. freelancing currently and you have given you have put this long post on linkedin which is the where people go for jobs and you've got some tremendous responses out there as well i was reading it have people understood what you're going through people your new new employers do they understand so i had a discussion uh, so uh so they haven't questioned me they just heard it and i just said that i'm a survivor mm. and i survived and uh, i'm fine and i took a break for my uh, well being and uh, there's a way to yeah. talk about it positively and if you you should not mull on the yeah. negative aspect a mm. lot so i do that and uh, i i just try to paint a brighter picture of myself being a survivor and not the negative mm. picture of a condition and do they understand and it and yeah they understand because i try to explain in simpler mm. terms mm. but sometimes i also get rejects when i talk about work life balance when i talk about uh, when i talk about work life balance because i i don't think i can work more mm. than 10 hours per day so and they are talking about 18 mm. hours work week so uh i think people are just and then there is a new word coin known <laughs> as hustle yeah <laughs> hustle is the new word <laughs> which actually means nothing <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's it means that breaking things and not uh, not going about it in a planned yeah, way everyone is hustling but um, so tell me about your friends what are the, what are the kind of friends that you have so my friends uh, mm. supported me a lot uh, like um, my btech friends uh, i did not disclose it to a lot mm. of friends in mba because i disclosed it to like two three people yeah, and they were very supportive and i am hmm. uh, i think they read up uh, i told them it's 
and i have been forwarding nimh links to everybody yeah. that this is what it is because my doctor said that nimh <laughs> is reliable you have you have to you have to rely on nimh so and so yeah so i've been huh. very open about that and uh, what about your family who all are there in the family do they uh, I'm, i'm sure they support you but do they understand what they are supporting i don't know who all are there in the family your mom dad my father passed away in june so uh, now i do i just have my mom hmm. and i have relatives hmm. and my cousins uh, hmm. and my uncle uh my uncle is my father's brother uh he did he is he is from iit kanpur and he wow. did phd from us mm. he settled in us so, so he is he is mm. aware about mm. bipolar so uh he understands mm. what i go through um rest of the relatives in india i don't think understand what i go through so they do not Don't, don't understand, understand what you're going don't through. understand but um do you feel no un- no they are supportive they are supportive they know there's something and we need to support her yeah something is there and yeah. they, everyone comes together to support you and be your support system yeah because i just tell it nice terms that it was a struggle i felt sick and mm. yeah mm. and you are happy and you but there is a lot of caregiver yes. load on my mom yeah. because yeah so there is a lot of caregiver yes. load on my mom so i uh, i recently i i had her take some reiki mm. sessions and uh, get yeah. some healing done and she doesn't talk about her emotions mm. and feelings so much so I talk about a lot I I I'm very vocal I yeah. write I journal so so yeah so I I I think it leads to a lot of stress in the families as well it's immense amount of stress especially for the caregivers but your mom you know we did an episode of, uh, with caregiver sati which is supporting caregivers so maybe your mom should connect to them and see what kind of support that she can get as a caregiver because that will immensely i think benefit her because it's important that a caregiver is also given support yeah i try to support her and i uh, got her a, like maybe i'll get her a counselor as well your mom works so yeah so no. who's supporting you in, in the sense that do you have a uh, like any thoughts in terms of financially supporting uh, yourself or people who are going through uh mental health issues I think the very thorough financial mm. planning is needed um and um my so yeah so you can plan your finances your caregivers can plan your finances yeah. and then you need to find diversified income sources you need to work make the money mm. work while you sleep and uh, uh, then you should mm. have a retirement fund you should have a fund if the job goes away because as you see the job market that is for everybody that so so, so mm. i am taken care Now, of tell me something mona 
any thoughts when it comes to how the society should do you think that you need to be treated special specially do you think that or you think that no you are part of the main workforce you do not need any special treatment what do you think actually it's a mix so with my friends i hmm. don't need a special treatment because i am with my friends and my friends hmm. understand me and all uh but sometimes i feel like calling people at uh hmm. weird hours so uh, then i don't have friends to mm-hmm. talk at 4 am and uh, um or mm-hmm. let's say 7 am so that is one thing that i am trying to overcome and trying mm-hmm. to be busy about it the one thing that is important for uh people who are with the condition is to be mm. busy with something either uh, hobbies mm. or uh, work that would help them a lot because i do a lot of art courses mm. on skillshare um i am mm. i make digital oh, nice. art mm. and i have an instagram page mm. and i mm. share everything there so um so basically uh, that helps me a lot mm. journaling helps me a lot uh talking to friends mm. writing down ideas talking to coaches like i took a lot of coaching i took nlp coaching as well and mm. i took hypnotherapy wow. as well so mm. all of that helped me uh, so i took a lot of support because um because i think um i needed it and i would cut down on uh, eating mm. out in the hotels to taking coaching or taking a or uh, taking mm. a psychologist session mm. remember you mentioned yesterday while you were having this little chat that you are irritable you get irritable and you feel that life is not giving you what you actually deserve you know and you deserve a lot more uh tell me about that feeling of yours that you must be battling every day uh which i think a lot of people battle but uh, what is your space of battling it so the thing is that for a long time i did not accept hmm. that i have a condition like i was very revolting and i was mm. like why do i have this mm. condition this that and why why am i the only mm. person who has this so the acceptance mm. took a lot of time it took mm. 15 years and then uh, because of this condition every part every person i talk to for marriage mm. uh, they would mm. say no they would be friends but they won't be yeah. ready for a commitment so i felt mm. very cheated and i felt that i and then i would see my friends with yeah. family and kids but i but the thing is that uh, what i have realized that it's not fair comparison it took me 15 years to realize that why is it not a fair comparison because i have mm. a condition right and there's lot of mm-hmm. stress in marriage maybe i'm not yeah. ready for that stress and i am dependent on a caregiver how can yeah. i raise a child yeah and uh, like 
so maybe i'll look for a companion but i won't hmm. uh, have kids hmm. and when you say about looking for a companion uh you want to get married planning your life uh are you going to tell the person everything what you're going through how honest are you going to be what how will you manage that what have you thought about it um so there is no right way to do it some people say date for one month and then tell they should know that uh you have uh, other qualities and this mm. is just part of your life uh i try to bring it out in four five conversations um and uh, that makes mm. person comfortable and not mm. waste a lot of mm. time also and i don't take it and i already am uh, like adjusted that they would say no so the probab the probability of them saying yes is very low in my uh my but you want to get married i want to get married but i want to take it slow i don't mm. want i don't want to rush it and i want to uh, be friends for one one year or so and then decide and then mm. get married hmm you mentioned mona that it took you 15 years to accept it took you 15 years to accept your condition what did you do to finally have that acceptance what what is it that what is the process that you took yourself through so i um so i have a spiritual uh, aspect as well and mm. i believe in karma and i believe that whatever you go through yeah. is because of your karma so i realized that it is my past life karma or it is one of my decision that i ch- i chose yeah. this challenging life and maybe i learned a lot of qualities out of it and uh, it's it made yeah. me a much better person and i am here to help others with uh, mm-hmm. what i went through so uh, so i'm every day 3 4 mm-hmm. people reach out to me for help what kind of and help? i help them managing personal life managing career um mm-hmm. yeah mostly like that mm-hmm. doctors um then caregivers reach out uh, because uh, they then want to know whether they should take somebody to the hospital mm. or not uh, should they use mm. brute force or not yeah so all of that discussion mm. they have and they yeah. talk about depression they talk yeah. about societal thoughts yeah. everything if you had to change a couple of things in the society yeah. right now the way they are dealing with mental health issues specifically uh, the mental illnesses what are the couple of things that you would tell them to immediately change in terms of maybe our infrastructure in terms of our employment maybe in terms of people's outlook maybe in terms of the marriage maybe in terms of insurance what is it that you would want to be changed that's a good question uh, the thing is that the employer should understand that maybe we function at are 80% mm. capacity but there are times where we function at a 200% mm. capacity as well because there are high energies mm. and mm. low energies 
so normal human being also has 40% uh, yeah. uh, capacity and 80% capacity yeah. and 100% capacity we have 200% capacity 300% capacity and then 40% capacity mm. and then zero mm. capacity not so that's the mm. spectrum so they have talked about losses to the business due to mental health illness but have they talked about uh, the scarring of the mental health patient due to workforces and um, so they should allow leave without pay if somebody is sick they should at least allow leave without pay that would not affect the businesses and that would uh, also help the employee and the mental health leave hmm. should be normalized mental health leave should be normalized hmm what else and then then breaks and jumps should be normalized what about what about insurance what about your personal life and it comes to marriages how can that be sorted that is not not related to the company hmm. uh, my personal life so uh, rather society should be uh, more open like uh, and mental illness patient should diagnose uh, should uh, tell about their condition and everybody has a condition in this age everybody has diabetes everybody has uh, cholesterol bp so all that is normal and mental health is not normal right? so mental health should be made as normal as a diabetes so, as normal as a cholesterol as normal as a blood pressure yeah that is how and all the or everything that comes with all the other issues should be given to mental health when it comes to work when it comes to your personal life there should be more acceptance there and and diabetes is more dangerous because you you can get a stroke and you can be hospitalized you can lose life at least i won't die so yeah yeah that's interesting how do you foresee your life mona where do you see yourself 5 years where do you, where do you want to go without the hustle yeah so i am mm. thinking about my life and yes i would help people and i i mm. love product management and it is within my comfort mm. level and skill set and i love talking to people so i would do be i would be doing product mm. management 5 years hence uh and i wanted to write a book but writing a long book uh, seems a bit challenging to me then i started mm. a podcast so uh, so i think i would be busy also just uh, sharing my story and mm. inspiring people mm. lovely thank you so much mona i really appreciate your time and also i really appreciate you openly sharing your post on linkedin where i've got tremendous tremendous reactions from people so thank you for doing this and uh, thank you for working in the mental health space and i'm sure you're heading in the right direction thank you so guys for me the key takeaways has been that you do not know what life is going to throw at you or your loved ones and sometimes and i would say most of the time planning your life the way you want does not work out we do not know Uh, we can call it karma and then wants us to it so being prepared 
can be one of the ways for us to battle through the uncertainties of life. So one of the suggestions that uh, Mona mentioned was that if we can do more for the survivors of mental illnesses like leave without pay or, uh, you know, normalize the discussion of mental illnesses at workplaces, even insurance companies need to look into what we are offering to the survivors of mental illnesses. If you have more suggestions, you can write to us. You can also follow us on our Instagram and Twitter handle with the SOS Show Pod. I'm your host, Suchita, and I look forward to serving you with more stories of mental illnesses and perhaps it can come together and bring about the real change that can truly transform our outlook towards mental health.